A's for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. It's not a word. It's an what is it? An acronym? An, an acronym. Yeah. All right. An acronym. Scuba. So we are going to do H is for halts. And Jerry, you know what halt stands for, right? Yeah. It's uh, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. And the idea behind halt, as far as I understand it, and the way that I use it, is these are triggers. They're not all the triggers that somebody that can cause somebody to want to drink, not necessarily to drink. I, they haven't mm-hmm. caused me to drink yet. Um, yeah. but they are, they are very simple triggers and things that, you know, can be fixed at least mostly pretty easily. And, um, I just think it's one of the, one of the better tools that I've picked up as far as things to use. Cause when they talk about, or when I talk about, you know, alcoholism being, it's more of a, a a spiritual disease or, you know, it has a lot more to do with just a bottle of beer and I drink it and then I crash my car. It's, yeah. you know, and it's, it's emotional <laughs> and it's spiritual. And so there's a lot of these things and we don't even realize what's happening until it's too late and then you're too drunk or then you're just drunk. But, um, so yeah, hungry angry, lonely, and tired. Um, it's, if you're hungry, I think that one's, that one seems pretty simple, but it's very easy to forget. I mean, you mentioned it before about you don't eat breakfast. Not at all. Well, (laughs) I eat breakfast. I I drink smoothies, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but an old alcoholic thing to not Oh yeah, yeah. In that regards, yeah, I've always said that. It, old, it's an old alcoholic thing. I don't eat breakfast because I didn't want to eat in the morning. I didn't. I wasn't capable of eating in the morning. I was so hungover. Mm-hmm. Plus, the last thing I wanted to do was put a bunch of eggs and bacon and hash browns on top of you know a fifth of bourbon that's been sitting in my guts. That's just a recipe for disaster. You know, that's a recipe for. Mm, that's disaster. a recipe. You know, to be quite frank, that's a recipe for having to shit in public horribly. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everybody's like, "Let's go to brunch," and I'm like, "No, fuck you guys." No, so I'm gonna drink a smoothie, over. right? Mm-hmm. But I, I honestly, even the hungry is in there because I feel like it relates to having low blood sugar, which I suffer from all the time. Which, you know, low, low blood pressure, low blood sugar, it makes you feel like garbage, and it makes you angry. It affects your demeanor. It affects your mood. You know. Sure. Yeah. It's absolutely. It's. I even get, I've gotten to the point where I will, um, I'll like hard boil some eggs or yeah. I was telling you, I'll take a sweet potato on the road with me. Man, that's the weirdest <laughs> thing in the world. You just eat a sweet potato raw, like an apple. That's, well, not raw. It's cooked, but it's soft. So it's cooked, oh, but it's oh, cold. Oh, you cook it. Okay. Well, yeah, then that no. makes it a little less weird. I thought you were just taking a raw ass, hard ass, starchy <laughs> sweet potato and eating it like a Sasquatch in the hills of Sonoma. Just no, it's wild soft. out there. It's yeah. soft, and so you just eat it like a like a cold potato, like a cold French fry. Oh, I mean, okay. Well, then that makes now you're not as weird to me. As you <laughs> but, were no. but yeah, so I think it's just it's very easy to overlook, and if you're busy, and if you don't have time, or mm-hmm. you know you're on some strange diet, which a lot of people can be, 
Mm-hmm. It's very easy if you're counting calories, say, well, I mean, maybe you might be a little more uh, aware of the food that you're taking in, but it's, yeah. and I think being hungry and you don't realize it. And then it just changes. It changes the way you behave with yeah. people, with your friends, your loved ones, your family. Right. And it's like, yo, you just need to eat a cookie and then you'll be fine. But I feel like it works in, I feel like if we're looking at the hungry, angry, lonely, tired, it's the four main ingredients, four separate ingredients of a trigger. I feel like the hungry one standing by itself may not be as much of a trigger as if you sprinkled hungry on top of any of the other emotions. You know, mm-hmm. you're angry and then you're hungry. So then you're hangry, you know, and you got this. So not only do you, are you feeling mental distress, but now you've got the distress of like, dang, I need to eat or I'm going to die or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I always feel like hunger alone, at least as far as my as I'm concerned with the triggers in my life for drinking or or whatever, um, hungry alone doesn't. You know, I'm never like, man, I have such low blood sugar, I want to get drunk. But if I'm like, oh, my blood sugar is super low, and man, I'm lonely as hell. Like the wife and kid are gone. I've been alone in this house for like a week. You know, that definitely is. And I haven't been eating. Haven't been eating like a normal person. Just one sweet potato out in the backyard, (laughs) just squatted behind a poison sumac bush. Mm. Yeah. Be careful. (laughs) That's Uh, Sunday. Yeah. It's so I agree with you. I think it's probably the easiest of the four to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, just just prep some food, have a snack ready. Some trail yeah. mix, cheese stick. It just makes all the difference in the world. If, Especially if you are feeling frustrated, if you're feeling angry, that you, you know, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be on top of it, like you said. Right. It's like the it's salt on top of the movie popcorn of, of triggers, you know. That salt pump, and butter. That I don't pump know. Butter. That's a weird. Yeah, that pump butter's good, though, man. <laughs> I like it. I can't eat it anymore, but I love it. Mm. Love it. Uh, I think angry is probably... I mean, I guess you don't have it. It's the one that that I think deals most with relationships or at least ones that you're in, because um, I will very easily. It's very easy for, you know, when you're having when you're fighting with and we all fight with our significant others from time to time, even in the happiest of relationships and anger. I keep trying to come back to is this sort of manifestation. Well, anger is a manifestation of fear, right? Mm hmm. So underlying is you're afraid. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid that, you know, and then that is, it's this, this thing about the ego. And whenever Mm -hmm. I'm having a fight, say with my girlfriend and there's something in my head, there's, there's two things going on. Like, well, what is the actual problem that we need to fix? That's that because we're on the same team, right? I mean, supposedly, hopefully that's, that's the goal is to be that's on the why, same team. That's why you right. that's why you pair up, right? Right, exactly. And, and so if there's that's the case, but then there's that other part in my head that's like, "Well, I'm right, and you need to know that I'm right, and you need to acknowledge that I'm right, and then you need to apologize for being wrong." Uh-huh. And that is absolutely the wrong thinking. That's the ego stepping up and shoving everything else out of the way. Any level of love or kindness or caring or compassion and so i think that a lot of people um and i haven't experienced this but when you get you know i haven't gone out because of an angry you know argument but you get to that point where you you know it's very easy to just be like fuck it and you're gonna slam the door and take off and go 
what, hit a bar and right. be gone for eight days? Right, because that's the coping mechanism. <clears throat> that's the coping mm-hmm. mechanism for that panic and that fear in there because that anger is just an instinctual reaction to uh, stimuli that you feel could harm you, which in its base is fear. Yeah. So your coping mechanism for years was to get loaded, whichever way you got loaded, or to get your dopamine hit. Yeah. And so you go through what gives you the dopamine hit. Bam. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so used to taking left turns my whole life. We're going to take a left turn right here. Yeah, mm-hmm. the anger is definitely, more than anything, I feel like the anger has always triggered me to have those thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. to think about it, like, damn, I need a fucking drink right now. You know, and like, that. that's that anger that kind of triggers all that. It's usually when I'm frustrated in the moment, you know, it's that quick, like, teeth come out. Phantom limb, as I mentioned previously. <laughs> well, it flares is, right up, man. Yeah, yeah, it's not even, and it's what you're looking for is some sort of ease, some sort of comfort from yes. from that anger, from some sort anger, of release. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, and alcohol doesn't work the same way anymore for no. No, for the likes of me, for yep. the likes of you. Word. You know, and <laughs> I think one of the best things <clears throat> is to just take a walk and just take a walk and take a breath. And Absolutely. I know mm-hmm. that I know that <clears throat> when I have a when I have an argument with my girlfriend and maybe we we still need to resolve something, I don't actually ever find the solution in the moment that her and I are arguing or her and I are discussing it or, you know, it's the solution to whatever the problem was that made me angry. I almost inevitably find it on my own. Yeah. Whether it's, whether it's taking a walk and just going around the block or whether it's taking a, a, we don't live together, but you know, taking a day away and just kind of like going, okay, Okay, what happened exactly? Now, why were you angry? Did you need to be angry? What was the real reason? And you kind of breathe and think about it. And so, I mean, I just find that stepping away from the situation, I end up finding the solution Absolutely. to that anger. is probably yeah. the biggest <clears throat> coping mechanism that I use now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Removing yourself from it. If you can't remove yourself from it, because there are times where there's... Also, a majority of times where you're angry, where it has nothing to do with an interpersonal relationship with a, a spouse mm-hmm. or a family member, where you're just in the car and traffic is just bullshit, and you're just like, fuck this planet. And you really have to remind yourself that uh, you're not in charge anymore. You're not in charge of what's happening around you, so it's useless to lose control over those things. I remember when I first got sober, I walked into the... Um, the intergroup office here the local one the evi and and uh, the lady sold me a big book Mm -hmm. it wasn't a big book it was a 12 and 12 and when she sold me the 12 and 12 she said are you new and i said yeah i've got like maybe six months maybe even less than that and she said okay i want you to do something and i said what and she said do you have a hula hoop and i'm like yeah i do actually (laughs) and she's like when you get home Whenever you get really upset or pissed off or frustrated about something, you need to stand in the middle of that hula hoop and remind yourself that the only thing you're in control of is what's in the middle of that hula hoop. And I was like, Mm. oh, man, you just did some mind trickery with me, you know, because it's the absolute truth. It's those things that you feel like you can't control. So even if it is another person who is being unreasonable, the advice of leaving the situation is great because it gives you pause and it gives you a moment to really think about what it is that's bothering you. But then... If you're in a situation where you can't leave, 
you need to realize that you can't control this situation. You know, unless it's going to cause harm to you or something, then run for mm-hmm. your damn life. But, <laughs> but you know, like stuck I've in traffic. been, yeah, stuck in traffic, you know, and someone's just dicking around because I'm in Oregon where everybody drives around like that, you know. And so, what's the use of me being frustrated? Like it doesn't. All it does is, yeah, trigger those negative thoughts and trigger those negative feelings, and those negative feelings lead to, I don't know, somewhere not great, you know. Yeah. 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 I could do a whole podcast on traffic. It's supposed to be Shit, dude. <clears throat> it's supposed to be a group exercise. We're all on the, if we all on the same team, we can all get there together. Yeah, <clears throat> believe me. You We're know. all in the same gang here. We're on a gang <laughs> truce. Don't you remember hip hop from the nineties after no. the riots? We're all in the same gang. Right. It's it's just but yeah. that that you no, know, well you're <laughs> that idea of being in traffic is perfect because you're not angry at anyone else. There's no one no. really to be you know, and the thing about it is too, is the only one who's being affected by the things that you're saying or screaming or yelling. Yeah. The only one who can hear him in that little bubble. Yeah. Is you. And your passengers, you know. Whoever yeah. whoever you've got captive <laughs> there in the car with you while you're right. flipping your damn wig, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's uh I I mean I don't know I don't know what the answer is exactly to not be angry in traffic because traffic can be pretty pretty frustrating but breathe relax what do you I mean you said it you you can't You're control not the, it I mean you just gotta like almost third step the damn thing which is you know part of the twelve steps we work on which is you know you just gotta surrender mm-hmm. that's at least my interpretation of of that third step process surrender you just gotta let it go out in the wind man ain't yeah. nobody got it but your version of god whether it be a bear a fish or fucking bunch of other drunks in a room you just gotta like let it go because there's nothing you are here now you are along for the ride there's yeah. nothing you can do about it yeah there's just some things where you're just caught in the fucking current of the thing and just yeah. hope you get deposited somewhere good you know breathe deep yeah. man let the traffic go ahead of you you'll yeah. get there when you're supposed to right yeah but yeah. it's that's what i say um, unless you're in danger then like i said run for your yeah. damn life <laughs> yes run run just tip a bookshelf over and run <laughs> you getting in trouble at the library or something <laughs> no just you know like you, yeah exactly or in sports getting authority, into fights at barn and sports throw authority all the shoes on the floor and run for your damn life uh, past yeah. triggers at that point just run mm-hmm. just run just not yeah, to stop, the bar. Stop, drop, and roll. It's, yeah, not to the bar. Yeah. Go to Target and get some uh, get some popcorn and buy yourself a new T-shirt. Yeah. So but what's the other one? Lonely. Lonely. So <sighs> lonely is a good one. And lonely is, a, I think, that's another big reason why I think a lot of people drink. Because where else can I go where I can meet people, where I know people who will be there, people who can, yes. you know, who camaraderie in the loneliness yeah. what is the what is the lyric jerry which one from what they're uh, they're sharing a drink they call loneliness but it's better oh, than yeah. drinking alone it's better than drinking alone yeah thanks so. a lot billy joel who i also <laughs> suspect may have some issues with alcohol maybe maybe not but possibly possibly uh, but yeah absolutely it's I, I'm that's I think that's certainly one of the reasons why I drank for so long as I did is it was all about f- trying to find whether it was going out with you guys, you know, if, mm-hmm. if it was friends that you already had and you're like, we're going to go out and have a good time and we can all have fun and um, or whether it was meeting people or whether it was meeting girls or um, which it honestly it was more about the alcohol for me than it was about 
trying to pick up chicks. Yeah. I just remember like <clears throat> if that ever happened in the past, it was ancillary to the to the number one mission at hand, which was to get right. drunk. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um but there's this I and I think that also I mean loneliness comes and it's not just even going out. I long after I quit going to bars, I would just sit at home and be lonely and be sad and just pour as much cheap vodka on top of it as I could. Right. You know? And I think it's that, um, it's hard to, exp- no, it's not hard to explain. That's why we have a podcast. So I can make it easy <laughs> to explain. But the thing about it is it's that loneliness where you're just even hoping there's someone out there who understands what you're going through, you know, or what you are, yeah, mm-hmm. what kind of animal you are, you know, what kind of machine you are and who you are as a person and that that loneliness is very profound and can be an incredible trigger because you could be with it once again in a relationship with someone and still feel that loneliness very strongly because you know distance or whatever it is but um i i honestly feel like pouring booze on top of loneliness just makes you lonelier you know what mm-hmm. i mean i've i said it in previous podcasts but it's that social drug that ends up becoming very you know very antisocial at some point you mm-hmm. know you started off thinking you're in the the height of it and everybody's around you is feeling in the height of it. And then, you know, you flash forward a few years and yeah, like you said, you're in a bedroom pouring cheap vodka on the motherfucker, you know, like warm from under the bed. Yeah. Cheap vodka. Yeah. Maybe a beer to chase it. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, yeah, these might be triggers too. Sorry about that. Listening crowd, but we getting real, we're getting real, real ugly. We're getting real. Um, so but it's, it's true, I though, think, man. I think it's honestly, uh, rather than drink, pick up, pick up the phone and call somebody, anybody, anybody. you know, I, there um, are tons of resources in 2018, you know, there's mm-hmm. far more resources in 2018 than like, you know, someone really close to me got sober in 1989. And I believe that he did not have as many resources out there. You know what I no. mean? As I did, but they still made it work. So there's still resources out there be it you know dealing with a 12-step group or even finding like a community online there's always someone out there there's yeah. always someone out there who knows it yeah shit just call we're it. out here we know it <laughs> yeah. drop us a dm dude slide yeah. up in our dms with with what maybe we'll an- well no we'll definitely answer you know you we'll- you know where to find us you can you can always drop us an email we'd love to hear from you and um i'd love to hear about your triggers yeah, hit um, up John. He's the one who answers emails, so you know. <laughs> but I it's should, uh, I I might too. I will too. Yeah, we, I'll get you. We'll get you online answering. Yeah, we'll get get, me online. Do you have the online? I I have AOL online. <laughs> you got a nice disc in the mail. But yeah, I think that you just call. You know, if anything, call your mom. She'll tell you she loves you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Plus, I the, also. Th- yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I'm just, I was just saying, not only is there, you know, professional help and numbers that you can call and people you can reach out to who mm-hmm. have years, decades of experience who can help you and talk to you. But I mean, if friends, family, anybody, I mean, I would just say if you think you're going to pick up a drink and you're feeling lonely, that there's, there's, you can Google it. And there's, like you said, there's more than enough resources. Right. Call somebody. Right. I guarantee Please. also that you know at least one sober alcoholic. <laughs> I think I think everybody <laughs> knows at least one. 
I think. I may be wrong. You know, you may know just active alcoholics, but I mean, I've had people contact me who I haven't spoken to in years mm-hmm. and I'll listen, man. I'll listen. I will gladly listen. Gladly. Because, yeah. yeah. And maybe, maybe that sense of altruism, or whatever is, is totally self-centered. I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into that and kind of break myself apart, but not only does it make me feel good, but I would want someone to listen to me if I had reached out and I had reached out in the past before, but you know, I had reached out to other people who are still drinking. So they're like, what's the problem? Dust your ass off and get out there, you know? <clears throat> and uh, I, I just, uh, I know that if I were reaching out, I'd want someone else out there for me. And they were, and they still are. So, yeah. Yeah. it's Loneliness. Loneliness. It's important to listen. And I, you know what I've found is that we do this all the time, and I'm sure we've all heard it before, but we all kind of just wait in a conversation we wait for our turn to talk or we wait for, we we're, we're already thinking about what we're going to say or what we're going to do or what we're going to eat for lunch and i found that if i'm you, you know you talk about listening to somebody and and doing it sort of selfishly because you know you're just looking to feel good as well um, right. but i find if i really really listen to what the other person is saying and kind of clear my mind um and rather than, you know, have it just filled with whatever, if I really listen, I'll end up finding the thing that I want that that I that I was looking for rather than glossing over it and just going into whatever my diatribe is. Yes. So it mm-hmm. it helps. It's important. Listen, talk, reach, outreach, reach out and touch faith. Reach out. Reach out and touch faith. And while you're at it, have some crackers and peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? You deal with the hunger aspect of it. Exactly. Yeah. Have a donut. It's fine. It's better than a glass of bourbon. Hell yeah, dude. I At this point in my life, I frankly would rather have a donut. I mean, if you put a glass of bourbon and a donut down in front of me, I'd be like, does the donut got custard or what? Because <laughs> I don't want to fuck with this bourbon. Yeah. Because I can eat one donut just fine. I really can. I could probably eat half a donut, honestly. Yeah, I, I haven't Can't. had one in a while. I've been trying to be better. I haven't had one not, in months. Which is not to say I haven't had a cookie, which is oh, basically man, the same thing. But today, yeah, yeah, s'mores so. cookie was delicious. I also had frozen yogurt, and it's just ice cream. <laughs> they just changed the name of it, dude. But yeah, it's, not so that, what's <laughs> not that frozen yogurt and cookies are are a a good substitute for loneliness either. That's not no. Yeah, don't do that if you're lonely. I'm saying but, do that in conjunction if you're hungry and lonely. But yes. just by itself, if you're lonely, yeah, don't don't appeal to one one dopamine hit over an you know. That's true. An I'll unhealthy the whole one. How about cookies? An an unhealthy dopamine hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the last one. Yeah. T for tired. T for tired. Which we're not so. gonna be doing T for tired. No. For the podcast, no. No. But yeah, but we'll do tea right now. Sweet tea, iced tea. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that when anybody's tired, when I well, why well, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I I know that my judgment is impaired and it can lead to bad decisions. Um I don't I haven't been in a situation in a very long time where I've been exhausted and just said fuck it all have a beer or yeah. anything like that but it certainly puts you in a in a in a lower state of mind 
when you're yeah. exhausted and yeah. then you know some things sound better than they actually are yeah so yeah. i think that that that's another thing about whether it's time management or you just need to take a nap or you've been up all day with a child um and it just seems like gosh the, again it's that idea of looking for release and lo- looking for ease, looking for relief from something when you're feeling one of these things. Yeah. And yeah. I, and nowadays it's like, yeah, just take a nap, man. That's mostly what needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get that sleep right. I felt like in early recovery, um, I had to have my resolve up a lot. I really had to have my shield up a lot to kind of guard me from the world around me because even though I stopped drinking, the world did not. Um, mm-hmm. They did not get my memo. But um, I feel like having that resolve up in early recovery for me, when I was tired, my resolve was a lot lower and I was less resilient to those things around me. You know, nowadays the resolve only has to come up every once in a while, very rarely. But even then, if I'm tired, I feel like there's a little chink in the armor, you know, a little crack or a crevice in the armor there. Um, but I mean, yeah, like you, like just to reiterate what you said, when you are exhausted, you really, your decision-making processes are not as, uh, uh, uh good <laughs> mm-hmm. for lack of a great word. I kind of was like searching for the word and all I got was good. Um, but yeah, they're not as good as they are when you, you know, you're well rested or you got your shit together, even tired, even if it's not tired from like asleep, it's just not having your shit together. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like if you don't got your shit even somewhat together, you know, that could prove to be a slippery slope as they say well and tired can very easily if i'm exhausted and then i'm more irritable and then who knows if i you know something's going on and 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 then i'm angry at my girlfriend because i'm tired because she said something that that rubbed me the wrong way Uh and then so we get into a fight and we were gonna have dinner together and I don't end up having dinner with her. So now, and then I go home and I'm all by myself and now I'm tired and I'm angry and I'm hungry and I'm lonely. I know Boom. I didn't put that in the right order, but that's all right. You know, <laughs> the, it yeah, the whole idea right is that these are all things that are they're like, they're, they're all connected or they can be connected. Yes. And yeah. hunger can sprinkle on top of any mm-hmm. one of those. And it's yep. very easy to go from being tired to angry and tired to lonely. And, and any number of ways you can lose sleep being upset with something and not be able to sleep because you got the, uh, you got the agita as they yeah. say on the Sopranos. And in that situation, all you got to do is call me, reach yeah. out, call me. I'll be like, listen, you got to get two sweet potatoes, eat those <laughs> sweet potatoes, then go to bed. You wake up tomorrow. You got to let it go when you're going to bed. Wake up tomorrow. Give your old lady a call. Bam. You got it all solved. There you go. Problem solved. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, I'm the I'm the guru on the mountain. You just got to hit me up, man. You know? That's what I'm saying, though. I brought it all together. I brought it all home. You reach out. I appreciate out, it. Mm-hmm. Get the advice from the other person or not. Maybe you just reach out and say, hey, man, just listen to me. I want no advice. And then That's you eat true, two too. Sweet, yeah. You eat two sweet potatoes. Go to bed. They're good, man. I'm telling you, once you have a cold sweet potato, I like to get the the purple ones, the Japanese ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I cook them up. I throw them in the fridge. I just, I like rip them in half and eat them. I got a white one, but I'm making French fries out of it tomorrow. I'm going to go buy a red one tomorrow. We'll see what happens. I'll report back on the next podcast if we remember. Give it a shot. 
Um, but I, it's, it's just, I, and this is this, I think this tool is really important. Um, it's all about understanding what your triggers are because this exactly. is just, these are just four of them. Right. And there's a yeah. whole world of, of things that can go wrong. Right. The world is going wrong as we speak. Right. And I don't even know what's, what's out there for me. Exactly. You know, but these seem to be the big baddies mm-hmm. and it seems to be able to identify them. Then it makes whatever difficulty you're having in life a lot more easier to deal with because now you have a name for it you know you got the halt if you're having a hard time you can look at it and go am i hungry angry lonely or tired now what do i need to resolve Mm -hmm. how do i live in the solution of this thing you know yes that's great what is it the uh live in the solution not in the problem not in the problem man you live in the solution so you're like am i hungry no i had a i had a sweet potato (laughs) am i angry no i'm cool (laughs) Am I lonely? Yeah, you know what? I am a little lonely. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta like go down the checklist. And there's other ones that aren't part of the acronym that we didn't mention, you know, but there's anxiety and sure. depression and you know, that there's those other things too, but living as an adult of uh, you know, uh as an adult child of an alcoholic dealing yeah. with childhood traumas from an abusive alcoholic father right. who you still, you know, are bothered and plagued with on a daily right. basis. Any one of those things. I mean, that's just my story. But, you know, mostly I try to stick with, you know, these are the ones that can spiral very easily cause you to spiral out of control and not be able to discuss and to handle the other things that are deeper. These just I think that these are the four that, like, you know, you said you can put a name on it. You can take a second. Identify it. Identify it and then live in the solution. Find that solution, son. Thanks again for listening. As always, our music is by Neglect. You can find his stuff at neglectsound.bandcamp.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And get a hold of us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com.